Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring a three-game NBA main slate on Tuesday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I made daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. God, that the NFL show on sites, I swear this year, at least the last like, month, they have been brutal to watch. That game tonight was absolutely awful, but um, yeah, excited to be talking about some NBA here. If you guys are unable to watch these YouTube videos, they also upload on Apple Podcasts. Link down below is called the DK DFS Show. And if you're interested in signing for premium content, now is the perfect time. Um, I offer two two different packages on Patreon.com, NBA and NFL, where I cover the main and the showdown states. The sponsor of today's video is Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a player prop site where you actually build out a lineup uh, on player props. So. Um, for example, tomorrow's slate, since it's a smaller slate, you pick five of the 10 options. The less probable the prop is to occur, the more points you receive if you choose correctly. So obviously there's some game theory going into it. Um, one that stands out to me, just because I don't think Jalen Brown plays tomorrow, he's missed the last couple games with a hamstring, and hamstring injuries are, are pretty tricky. I think Tatum goes over points, rebounds, assists, 37 and a half, assuming that Jalen Brown is out. And again, right now, I don't think Brown is, is going to do play. So obviously monitor the status there, but... If it does go over, you get 105 points, again, because it's a little bit less likely to occur. But if you guys want to try out Thrive Fantasy, make sure to sign up and use my code DKDFS. It is DKDFS, all one word, and you get 100% match up to $100. So if you deposit using my code $100, you get a free $100 to play with on this site. And uh, finally, I want to thank you guys for your continued support on the NBA NFL videos as well as the live streams. Make sure if you guys do enjoy all this free content to hit the like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Let's try to aim for 100 likes on this video. And I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow, Q&A style, so make sure to check that one out, guys. All right, so um, let's take a look back at my lineup here from tonight. So tonight, it's going to be a takedown here. Wasn't looking good in that first half because um, Malik Beasley played like five first half minutes. Um, but he ended up salvaging in a big way with a massive second half, 37 uh, fantasy points in the second half. So let's go over my lineup. Um, I built a, I knew I was building a pretty popular lineup, kind of stacking that Philadelphia-Charlotte game just because, you know, the Charlotte, Charlotte was so, so shorthanded. The way they were going to fail tonight was a blowout. Um, if the game stayed competitive, like, all these guys were going to smash. So I just, you know, put my chips all in and full stack that game. Plus, I love targeting bigs against the Charlotte Hornets. So I used Shake Milton because, obviously, Maxi was out. He was chalk. Uh, Embiid was pretty popular, but not super chalky. 38% in this contest. He had a massive 74 fantasy point game. Again, I just absolutely love targeting bigs against the Hornets. Then I used uh, Martin Ubre, Gordon Hayward, who was a little bit of a letdown. Um, expected more from him, honestly. I liked his ownership. And then P.J. Washington, I was a little bit worried he'd get in foul trouble against Embiid, but uh, he did a decent job of staying out of foul trouble. Ant-Man, has chalk Ant-Man ever worked? I swear, it's, it has not ever, it's never worked so far this year. Um, he went for 40, which is fine, I guess, but expected a lot more from him without Daniel Russell. And then Malik Beasley, who I was tilting early on because he played like six first half minutes, ended up smashing in the second half. Hmm, you know, Minnesota went down big. I wonder why. Well, maybe it's because you're playing Leandro Balmara and Torian Prince big minutes, and you played Malik Beasley like six first half minutes. That's probably why you got down big. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, that is going to do it uh, for the look back. It's going to be a massive night for me. Take down first place in this hundred dollars single entry. Actually, sharing first place with uh, another Patreon member, so that's really really good to see. Um, but yeah, congrats to all you guys if you had big nights. And let's let's quickly take a look at ownership in the Thunderdome. 
So ownership was really condensed on this slate. Uh, Milton, 100%. Martin, 71%. Ubre 71%. Bridges was the chalk. He was a lot down. Jokic got about 30% ownership. Io picked up a little. I guess Petty was the only one that played Io. Ant-Man was massive chalk, 85%. And DSJ, 57% owned. Obviously, he looked a lot better once CJ McCollum got ruled out. Um, let's see, was there any other ownership I wanted to go over? Miles Turner, surprisingly, got 42% ownership. I don't really get that. What else? What else? Levine got a decent amount of ownership. That made some sense, right? Obviously, with no DeRozan. Um, but, yeah, I think that is really it for the look back, guys. Again, hope you had a good night. And let's talk about this three-game slate. So, first, we'll start off with Brooklyn. And, finally, we have the two main guys, sub-11K. They've been, like, 11.5 plus both, like, I feel like, the last two weeks or so. But now we get them at, at more playable price points. 10.8 for Durant. 10.7 for Harden. I like them both in a good matchup here against Dallas. You know, we're going to get 38 to 40 minutes from both. I don't know if I have a super strong lean on either, uh, or, you know, on which which one I prefer. You know, they're both averaging 49. Durant's averaging 49.2 fancy points, Harden 49.4. Harden started the year off really slow, but has turned it on the last two weeks or so. So I guess maybe the smallest of leans to Harden, but I think both look pretty good here in, in this spot. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge at 5'7", I think makes for a very safe play. He's just playing big minutes right now. 32, 34, 33 minutes. He's a good scorer. Uh, the one downside of the Aldridge is he's not the best rebounder for a big. But, you know, at this price point, I think he makes for a pretty safe play. So I like Aldridge. Patty Mills is playable on a small slate. Um, he's going to play probably mid-30s minutes. However, he does nothing in the peripheral stats department. So, like, if he's not hitting his shots, he does have a low floor. Um, Blake Griffin's out of this rotation. Still no Joe Harris. Now, Bruce Brown saw more run last game, but that was with James Johnson out. James Johnson is now back, so be careful with Bruce Brown. I'm not, he could play five minutes tomorrow, and I would not be surprised. Uh, Cam Thomas at 3-3 also saw a little bit more run there. Um, he's been getting in the rotation at least. He's pretty score independent, but um, and in a small set like this, if you wanted to roll the dice in him and hope he gets hot off the bench, I don't think it's the worst idea. Now, as I mentioned, James Johnson missed last game. He is back. Um, he's been playing some pretty consistent minutes on the bench of like low to mid-20s. I think he's a decent punt player, assuming he gets similar minutes. Now, what I will say with this is you cannot, cannot trust Steve Nash rotation with like the bench, basically all the secondary players. Besides Harden, besides Harden, Durant, Mills, and Aldridge, who I'm pretty sure all played 30-plus minutes Outside of that, I just have zero faith in this rotation. So um, proceed with caution. And then Nick Claxton, I don't think played last game. Yeah, he did not. So um, looks like he's kind of out of the rotation. They had Paul Millsap play the backup five. Uh, he's 3.1K. I think we get you know somewhere around 10 to 15 minutes from him. Um, he'll be productive. So again, a large field tournament, I think it's at least playable. Moving on to Dallas. So a lot of question marks here. Luka Doncic is questionable, but he did return to practice, so I, I assume he goes. Porzingis is on the probable side. He missed the last game. He's just always injured. And then Tim Hardaway Jr., 5'5", is questionable too. So the three main guys here for Dallas, status up in the air, but I do expect Luka and Porzingis to both go. So we'll start with Luka Doncic, sub-11K. I really like him as this button up here in a great spot against uh, the Brooklyn Nets. So one of my favorite plays there at the top, Porzingis. If there's no limitations, I think he's a decent contrarian play. I don't think he gets a ton of ownership. Um, he's played pretty well this year when he's been healthy. So 
Porzingis, they don't mind uh, him, again, to get different. Hardaway, if he plays, you can always take a shot on him off the bench, but he's very, very score-independent. They've been starting uh, Reggie Bullock, who, who, my God, is this guy just god-awful at basketball. 28 and 27 minutes last couple of games, 6 and 8 fancy points. He's averaging like .15 fantasy points a minute. How is that even possible? Whew. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, Brunson 5-2 with Luka and Porzingis most likely coming back. His minutes should go down. I would think he goes back to like 25 to 30 minutes, but I still think it's playable. Um, would look a little bit better if Hardaway can't go because I think it's just more minutes for Brunson. Kleba with Porzingis coming back becomes a lot riskier. Um, like he's played 30-plus minutes last couple games, but that was without Porzingis, so... He becomes, again, way, way riskier. Jordan Finney-Smith, I think, is just a relatively safe option. We should get around 30 minutes from him. He's just a low-usage guy. And then I just don't think I want to get to anyone else. Again, Bullock probably starts again, but wow. If he can hit his shots, I guess he can probably get you 15 to 20 fancy points. But, man, he is bad at basketball. All right, let's move on to New York and the Spurs. So one thing I do want to mention with the Knicks is Tom Thibodeau said they might switch up the starting lineup. So... We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Julius Randle at the top of 9-1. I actually do like him a good amount here against the Spurs. Should play 35 to 40 minutes. Again, really like the matchup here. Now, he's shown a little bit of a lower floor this year, but um, I like the price point plus the matchup for him. Burks at 6-7, so only played 27 minutes last game against Denver. That's a little bit concerning. It's just a situation where I think Tom Thibodeau is going to go with a hot hand here, and with Burks' price now way up, he becomes a GBP-only option for me. Um, basically, all these secondary options, like, again, Thibodeau's going to go the hot hand. R.J. Barrett only played 25 minutes last game. It was Fournier that got the big minutes, but don't be surprised if Fournier doesn't play well if he plays, like, 20 minutes. So, really, the uh, secondary plays here for the Knicks, I think, are all GPP-only options. Derek Rose at 5-1. 26 and 24 minutes, when they've been pretty shorthanded, is a little bit disappointing for his run. Like, I would expect him to play 30-plus minutes, um, but he really hasn't last few games. Quickly at 4-9. Um, only played 20 minutes last game. That's a little bit concerning, but he's sub 5K. So, like, really, what I'm outside of Randall, all these guys are viable, but they're just tournament options. And Kemba Walker's been out of the rotation. Uh, Mitchell Robinson probably starts and plays low 20s minutes. He's a fair value option. Uh, what I will mention is Obi Toppin has been playing a little bit more alongside Randall. He played 20 minutes last game. So, like, he's a decent point per minute guy. Um, I think he's uh, interesting as a large field tournament play. Moving on to the Spurs. So, Jonte Murray, tougher spot, but he's just going to play big minutes, and he's got 60-plus fancy point upside. So, I kind of like him as a contrarian spend-up. With all the other stars in the slate, right, you have like Harden, Durant, Luka, Tatum, the Lakers guys. Like, Jonte Murray is just going to go low-owned. So, if you're building a pretty chalky lineup um, and you want to get different, maybe you just play Murray over some of those other chalkier stars. As far as the secondary options here for the Spurs, like White, Keldon, don't really stand out to me. The guy that I do like is Jakob Pertle. Like, the Knicks run a bigger lineup. I think we get low 30s Mets from Pertle. He just has a high floor. Good rebounder, good shot blocker, and sub-6K. I think he's a very, very safe play on the slate. Now, the rest of the Spurs, uh, secondary options, you can take shots on guys like McDermott or Lonnie Walker. I saw um, Primo enter the rotation today, but nothing you're going to feel good about. And finally, Boston. So, Again, Jalen Brown is questionable. It's a hamstring, so 
I don't think he plays, but obviously we'll have to keep an eye on it. If he misses, Jason Tatum becomes one of the better spin-ups in a great match pair against the Lakers. Should play, you know, 35-plus minutes, close to 40. So would like Tatum a lot there. Horford at 7-1 against a big Lakers front court might be asked to play, you know, 30-plus minutes. I think he's a decent contrarian play in the mid-range. Now, Brown's out. It's going to boost Schroeder and Smart. It's a revenge game here for Dennis Schroeder, if you guys are into that. Um, you know, if there's no Jalen Brown, he probably plays 35-plus minutes. He had a massive game last game. Smart will get a boost, too. Robert Williams dealt with some foul trouble last game, but he probably plays 25-ish minutes. Again, the minutes have been trending down on him a bit, which is a little bit worrisome. Last guy I'll mention here, Josh Richardson. If Jalen Brown's out, he might get, you know, 25-ish minutes, but I don't know if it will be necessary to go there. Um, and his freedom now, again, change of the name. He had a massive game last game, but that was with Robert Williams' foul trouble. Plus, you had Al Horford out. Al Horford is back. So, I'm not sure. Like, Cantor, when uh, Horford played against Utah, only played three minutes. So, he might barely see the court. And finally, the I like her. So, finally, the prices have come down on these guys to a point where when all three play, these guys are viable, right? Because they were like all up around 11K when all three are healthy. So it's just like impossible to get these guys. But now they're at playable price points. So 80, 10, 2, like the spot here against this Boston front court. He's been shooting the ball a little bit better of late, 10 of 15, 12 of 22, 10 of 15 the last three games. We know he's a good rebounder. We know he can block some shots, get the peripheral stats. So I like AD here at 10, 2, probably my favorite Laker. Westbrook, um, probably my least favorite, but he also probably comes at the lowest ownership. He has... I would say the lowest floor of the big three. He still has a ceiling, right? He can still go for 55 to 60 with, you know, both LeBron and AD playing. It's just going to be less likely to happen. And then LeBron at 9-9, probable, probably plays 36 to 38 minutes. Uh, he's been playing pretty well against stuff in the stat sheet. So I like the big three here for the Lakers. Probably would rank him 80, then LeBron, and then Westbrook. The secondary options where it gets tough, like THT's fine at 5K. I think we probably get mid-20s minutes from him. Um, Carmelo's questionable. He might, uh, if he can't go, it'll just open up a few more minutes for the secondary options. Maybe Malik Monk um, becomes a little bit more playable. Now, he's played 33, 29 minutes last couple games. He's gone for 30-plus fans points, actually, in four of the last five. So we know the upside is there, but he still has a low floor. So I don't think I could like, consider him in a cash game setting. Now, Dwight Howard started last game, and he played 21 minutes. So assuming he starts again, I think he's a decent value play if we get you know close to 20 minutes again from Dwight. He's a good point per minute guy, good shot blocker, decent rebounder. So would like Dwight if he starts again, assuming we get similar minutes. And then I don't think I can get to anyone else. Like Wayne Ellington, Avery Bradley, these guys will see the court, but like... They're so bad. They just have to. They have to hit shots to get value, and I just don't. Even, I don't know if I want to deal with it, uh, even on a three-game slate. So yeah, guys, that's gonna do it for the video today. Again, if you have been enjoying the content, make sure to hit that like button. Let's try to aim for 100 likes. Really would appreciate that, guys. Subscribe and hit the notification bell. Again, I will be live tomorrow. Uh, but thanks again, guys. Have a great night, and I'll see you tomorrow in the live stream.